In a writer's room where the word no does not exist, three brave men will use the chemical Zygrop 24 to merge UHF and the Muppets. If your coloring is in the autumn range like Maria, I would suggest you try the earth tone I make up. Now, as you can see, I've done a lovely French braid on Maria, but I encourage everyone to experiment and use your imagination. The main thing is, just have fun with it. Hundreds of movies are released every year. Some are good, some are great, and many of them are really, really bad. We seek out those rare gems that are so exceptionally bad, they're actually good. At least when you watch them with friends. Sit back and laugh with us as we sift through the garbage. We'll share our completely unqualified reviews of some of the worst films of our lifetimes as we search for those few that are exceptionally bad. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Welcome back uh, to another episode of Exceptionally Bad. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm Brant. I'm Bracken. I'm Danny. And I'm Nate. <laughs> uh, how's everyone doing? Doing great. Have Fantastic. we recovered yet from uh, Deck the Halls? Oh. I've still seen a therapist. It's a long road to recovery. <laughs> yeah. So, I've been in a funk. Yeah. So much Christmas cheer. <laughs> it's hard to take in all at the same time. Yeah. I had threw away all my other Christmas movies. Okay. Elf. <laughs> Christmas story. Out the door. I was like, we're only watching this with me. My One heart movie. shrunk three sizes. I'm waiting for it to grow back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we saw uh, an exciting movie today, but before we get into that, I just wanted to ask you all, um, we were at various ages in the 90s, and I'm just wondering, like, what were some of your favorite things in the 90s? Like, favorite TV, movies, what kind of things were you all into? I think I was big into X-Files at yeah, that time. Yeah, X-Files oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Gillian Anderson. Right. I think... X-Files was big, yeah. yeah. Twin Peaks also at the same time. Uh, was uh, Beverly Hills 90210, did that come out in the 90s or the late 80s? Uh, it's all a blur to me. It feels like the same late time. Late 80s, early 90s, yeah. yeah. Because yeah, I feel there. like that was like kind of... I didn't really watch the show that much, but that was kind of our intro into like the trashy soap evening soap operas. Mm-hmm. It was like 90210 that led into Melrose Place. Right, and, exactly. And uh, I, I just remember that. I don't... Yeah, all right, I, I'm... I'm going home. See, we, yeah. we weren't allowed to watch that. It was too <laughs> right. trashy. Oh, The Simpsons. Simpsons. This, this came out a little bit, uh, a couple of years later, but I was really into Seinfeld. I mean, okay. it, you know, 90. Yeah, like, that's mid to late oh, 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mid, mid to late 90s. Yeah. Most of the stuff that you're talking about is early 90s, but it's all 90s, right? It's a full uh, decade. Vanilla Ice. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. When did <laughs> Cool as Ice come out? I don't remember what year. 91? Uh, 90, 91. 91. Yeah, because I remember. Uh, Bracken's wife sent us all a link to an interview with Vanilla Ice. All right, for the thirtieth anniversary of Cool as yes. Ice. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, were any of you all like? Did you all watch a lot of MTV at the time? <sighs> we were in a very poor uh-huh. and slash restrictive home. Okay, <laughs> we did not have cable TV. I see, <laughs> and. Um, even if you did just just to set the stage for the level of of trash that we were allowed to watch 
I had to write an essay about how NYPD Blue was oh, man. the beginning of like right. R-rated and explicit TV stuff. Right. And I think it's super tame for yeah, today's standards. Yeah, it is for today. But, but man, that was, there was controversy with that, that was show. That I was my threshold. That. Yeah. yeah. 95 to 99, I was in college. So yeah, I was, I was watching MTV. Yeah. I didn't have really access to MTV at home. Yeah. Yeah, we never had cable. I feel up. like, and I could be wrong on this, but my memory is that this was the time when MTV was starting to move away from just pure music videos into making their own shows, Content right? Yeah. Real world. and Yeah, real world. And they used to have uh, an animated show called Liquid Television. It was one of my favorites. It was, was it just... Aeon Flux also yep, Aeon yeah. Flux was from, from Liquid Television. Yeah. But they were experimenting with all kinds of weird stuff at the time. Uh, do you all remember there was a show uh, called The Idiot Box? Do you remember that? Never I heard remember of that. the name. Okay. That's it. It's That's just kind what of... my dad called the TV. <laughs> <laughs> the Idiot Box. Or the Boob Tube. Yeah. I mean, it's similar. It, it's a similar show to um, oh, Robot Chicken on yep. okay. a Cartoon Network. It's yep. kind of that kind of thing. So that show, uh, it only lasted a few episodes, basically one season. Uh, but that show was actually created by uh, Alex Winter and uh, his friends um, Tom Stern and Tim Burns. So Alex Winter, if you don't remember, is uh, Bill from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Excellent. <laughs> yes. So that's from the eighties. Really we Wayne's World. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Party on, Bracken. Come on, they say excellent in Bill and Ted's. <laughs> well, there's another. There's another nineties thing. They? Yeah, Don't that's they? right. They Wayne's do. World. Yeah, Wayne's World. So, uh, the movie we watched today is uh, the nineteen ninety three hit, Freaked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed he said that with a straight face. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you got to tell us how you even came. Okay, how I know about this movie because yeah. Ben has seen every movie ever made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw this movie for the first time in about 1998. Um, I was in art school, and uh, I saw it on MTV, and I thought it was the best movie. I mean, did I say I thought MTV? you said HBO. I thought you said it was Sorry. on HBO. And that's, yeah. that's a channel HBO. we were not allowed to watch. Right, HBO. <laughs> I saw it on HBO. And uh, I loved it. And, you know, they show the same movie multiple times throughout the month or whatever on HBO. And so I would watch it as often as I could. Um, and I was like, how have I never heard of this? It's got Bill and Ted in it. Um <gasps> Or at least Bill. Well, Ted will Ted will not admit to it. Oh, right. yeah. He'll um, deny it to your face. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> so I think I'm going to start with the story behind it before we even get into it, just so that we have, because I know you guys are all, <laughs> everyone's been like, how did this movie get made? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a movie that a lot of people are not aware of. But the people who are aware of it, I feel like, often love the movie. It's, it's a cult hit, okay? And uh, what happened was, after the second Bill and Ted movie, uh, what's it called? Bogus, Bogus Journey. Journey. Um, Bill S. Preston 
aka Alex Winter, decides that, hey, let's, I mean, he wants to make movies, right? And so him and his friends, who had just made The Idiot Box on MTV, thought, hey, this is great. We also love the band, the, uh, the Butthole Surfers. Let's write this crazy, really weird movie uh, and put the Butthole Surfers in it, and uh, it will be awesome. So they wrote this thing, and they, they called it Hideous Mutant Freaks. And they pitched it to this the executive, like the head of Fox, 20th Century Fox movies. And this guy was like, dude, I love it. And so they were wanting $1 million to make this movie. He's like, I love it. Here's $12 million. What can you do with it? <laughs> oh, my God. And they were like, oh, my gosh. that's like They, they literally were not expecting that. They were super surprised. Uh, he, he mapped out this whole plan of like advertising or of marketing and um, they started getting the word of mouth out there that they were making this film. And uh, the way Alex Winter tells it, uh, it kind of became this project that everybody in Hollywood just wanted to like come and be a part of. It was like this fun party huh. that they were doing. Okay. Is that how they got Brooke Shields? Uh, I think it is like... Uh, Brooke Shields and uh, what's her name? Who was the uh, the stewardess? Uh, oh, Morgan Fairchild. Morgan Fairchild. Yeah. Um, anyway, there were people there who were just like, "Hey, I want to, you know, can I get a bit part in this?" And uh, anyway, they made this movie, and they're they're like, "How do we spend twelve million dollars?" And so they just started like making things bigger and bigger, and uh, they came in within their budget like they they had no trouble staying in their budget and uh shocker right (laughs) anyway they make this movie and it's it's completed it's done and before they can release it and before they begin the marketing campaign and everything the head of fox studios the one who'd given them the 12 million dollars to make it gets fired for making a bunch of stupid movies, uh, for releasing a bunch of stupid movies. So he gets kicked out. And a new guy comes in uh, who basically didn't want to have anything to do with anything that the previous guy had made. And he says he watched the movie. They went to a screening in Pasadena, showed it, and there were a lot of hecklers uh, in the audience. And they're like, the guy's like, we are not going to release this, even though it was a completed movie. I don't know how often this happens in Hollywood, but that's what happened mm. here. A completed movie, we're not going to release it. And so they're like, oh, what the heck do we do? You know, can we put it in festivals? Can we have a copy of it? And they're <laughs> like, yeah, here, here's a copy. Here's a print of the movie and one poster. And so they had one. <laughs> That's seriously. They had one copy of the movie and the poster, and they went around from college to college with this one movie and one poster. And they would put the poster up and give them the movie, and then they'd tell them, "Hey, we we really need that poster back when you're done. (laughs) You know, it's the only one we have." And they would show it, and these college kids would all come and watch the movie, and they'd all love it. And then they would go tell their friends, and then the next night they'd have like four times as many people coming in, you know, and they'd show it for a week at various places. Um, they submitted it to one festival. I don't remember which one it was, but somebody in England saw it from there, a guy who owns a movie theater there. And he's like, I love this movie. I'm going to show it in my theater. So he showed it for like a week in his actual theater. Again, they only have one print, so 
you know, they had to wait for that print to come back and, and the movie poster. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, that's how they showed it. And, and it shows, first of all, $12 million budget and it made a total of $29,000 total. Um, what's crazy is they lost the print eventually. It was gone. And people would be ben like, has it. <laughs> well, actually what happened is there, uh, Fox, uh, said, Hey, we'll put it on stars and on HBO. Okay. So that's the only other place anyone could ever see it. And that was like five years afterwards or yeah, about five years afterwards that they started doing that. And, um, but there was no print anymore. They don't know where it went. It was gone. And then there's this place in, I think it's in Texas, where they take old film. Because film, over time, uh, gets like like the old 35mm film. It, it's very flammable. And so they the have celluloid. to dispose of Yeah, they have to dispose of it correctly and things like that. And so there's this old warehouse place where they would take it and destroy them. And this guy got a copy i mean here comes the reel of freaked and he's like oh my gosh and he had seen it on hbo mm. and he knew that like everyone knows there's nowhere to see it you know and so he got hold of alex winter and he's like dude i've got a copy of freaked i'm supposed to destroy it do you want it and alex is like yeah i want it you know and so he got another copy of it but so he got the copy again anyway and it has i believe since disappeared again or something i don't know um Anyway, the uh, Fox decided in early 2000s, I think around 2005, to release a limited release of it on DVD and Blu-ray. And I, you know, loved this movie, but was always trying to find it and could never find it. I didn't know there was this whole story of, you know, the distribution nightmare that it had. Um, And I just happened to find it at a... uh, like a Best Buy or something. I walked in, I was like, freaked. I'm totally buying it. I love that movie. And I seriously, I paid like 50 bucks for it. It was so expensive. And I was like, I was like, but I love this movie, you know? Um, And so I bought it. And then um, I was telling a friend about it just a few years later and you could not find it anywhere. Uh, If you look on Amazon, there is a version that you can buy, the Spain version, the Spain Mm -hmm. release. Um, and that's Brandon's all. He's looking right now. Yeah. To see if you can Go get ahead. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's the only one uh, on Amazon, huh. and it's not streaming anywhere. And you can buy it on eBay for like two hundred bucks. I saw wow. it for two hundred bucks on eBay. Um, it's probably cheaper if you get a used one, but uh, you can't find it. And so if you've seen it, you can love it. Amazon. One left. Yeah, it's the Spain. $99. Yep, and it's the Spain version. It it, it says... I don't know. It says my satisfaction is guaranteed. (laughs) But then if you read the the thing, it says this will not play in North American. Oh, for real? (laughs) Yeah. That's the wrong region. You need a a PAL Yeah, it's a PAL thing. Anyway, so that's kind of the story behind this movie. Does somebody want to... uh, tell us can somebody quickly tell us the the uh plot of the movie uh, yeah i'll give it a try go ahead uh alex winter is ricky coogan ricky coogan uh child actor child star movie yep. movie star he's former a, child actor and, yeah so yep. he's he's a movie star in the movie right and he becomes the face of the ees yep. corporation they, they bring him on board 
to because they got some bad press from some sort of pesticide that Zygrot twenty four. Yeah, yep, the pesticide. pesticide. And they want to send him down to South America to do some PR. Yeah. It's been banned in North America and Europe, Europe. so that's why they have to go to South America. Kind of like the cornballer on Arrested Development. They sell it in Mexico. (laughs) And uh, um, so he he and his friend? Yeah, Ernie, his his his, best friend. His best friend, they they fly down to South America. Uh, There's protesters uh, against the Zygot 24 EES, and one of them is a cute girl, so he disguises himself as basically like a mummy full body cast <laughs> then she ends up getting a ride with him and his friend to wherever they were going to boycott it and then to go and boycott to go and boycott ricky coogan go and boycott him <laughs> and then and along the way they see signs for a freak show so they go oh, let's go check out the freak show and then they get kidnapped by the by the proprietor and they get turned into freaks because he uses the Zygot, Zygrot 24 to turn people into mutants. And some kind of weird machine. Yeah, and a, and a weird machine that's hooked up to like an ice cream machine. Yeah. That uh, sets up serve this, dispenser. This, yeah. this, green, drip. this green goop that he puts on them and they turns them into different freaks. And they end up in the, uh, in the freak show. And and then the proprietor has a his diabolical plan is to turn... Uh, Coogan. Ricky Coogan into like a, the ultimate freak. So he's like half transformed and then right. he wants to turn him into like the ultimate freak that's going to kill all the other freaks. And uh, yeah. he's kind of an agent of chaos, but then you find out he's kind of in bed with EES, the corporation. They double cross him. Uh, and then the mutants ultimately win the day. And then you find out that there was an antidote and that they'd taken the antidote. Accidentally, they did. Accidentally taken the yeah. antidote. And then it ends with. Uh, well, actually, let me go all the way back. The premise is he's Ricky Coogan is on a daytime talk show hosted by Brooke Shields, mm-hmm. and it cuts back to that occasionally. And then it so the the movie ends there, and they've kind of almost all of the mutants have been turned back into people, and and it turns out the Brooke Shields character is the mutated form of the proprietor of the yeah. <laughs> of the freak show, yeah. and then. <laughs> It's shot several times, <laughs> and and then keeps coming back. To so life. they think it's a happy ending, and right as it cuts to the end, like he jumps back up with a knife, and that's when the freeze frame of the end of the movie. So that's that's the basic the basic storyline is he goes yeah. to South America and gets mutated into a freak, and then they lead like a freak show revolt, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's great. The, that's yeah. I mean, that's that's the story. So uh, anything stand out that you guys want to talk about? <laughs> in the plot in the story um bracken <laughs> well i i enjoyed uh a lot of stuff in this movie uh it's pretty fun uh, the first thing that stand out stood out to me was everywhere you turn there was a new you know a face i recognized yeah. this has got an incredible cast mm-hmm. and i think some of you would mention it every time mr t shows up yeah i mean he's just a delight yes and mr t plays the bearded <laughs> Bearded, bearded lady. lady, bearded lady, and he he goes all in, and yeah. he does a great job. I mean, I don't. Has anyone ever seen Mr. T in something and not been? Uh, has have he's been a national disappointed? Treasure. Oh yeah, he's, he, he is, is right. He's, awesome. he's just great. Uh, does a great job in this. Uh, you know, I would have loved to see him more, but yeah. you know, he was all he was in this well, quite a bit. So he was supposed to be in it a little bit more. Um, I mean, he's the bearded lady. He's wearing a dress and pink and stuff like that. And dresses is being 
I, I love like a like moos. I love yeah. that his Moomoo's, mohawk yeah. is there, but yeah. he's got like it's curled. like an extra Pigtail. yeah extra <laughs> hair in the front, and it's right. curled up, and it's it's almost like a My Little Pony like yes. you know like mane <laughs> thing in the front. Uh, yeah. So it's, with three days left of shooting, uh, Mr. T just walked off the set without telling anyone. Um, <laughs> He apparently he just had enough and just could not bring himself to wear the the pink dress again. Mr. T still has some respect. Yeah, that's exactly Which, what it was. He's and in he the was, last shot of the movie, right? When they're on set, so they must have cut around or well, you know, they, yeah, maybe they didn't actually, get some other some stuff that was supposed to be in there. But. Yeah, they probably filled everything in that set together and then moved yeah. to the other locations. But. And there there is actually uh, there's a scene in there at one point where you hear his voice and somebody else had to do the voiceover. So somebody <laughs> did a Mr. T impression because uh, he wasn't there to do it. Anyway, they all say that he was like super great. It's not like he was bitter or anything. He just like his pride just he could not handle it anymore and he couldn't even he just walked off, you know. Anyway, but he was excellent. Brooke Shields was in it for a bit, like mm-hmm. uh, Nate said, in front in the end. And she had, I, I have to say, the, the memorable joke to be in a movie <laughs> like Freaked, where she is making fun of The Blue Lagoon 2, right. is just priceless. Uh, <laughs> an amazing joke. Um, obviously, because she wasn't in it. Right. She was in the original. But it was just so funny. And to be making it in a low-budget movie like this is great. Um, yeah, there were, and even... Um, well, you have a special place in your heart for Bobcat Goldweight. Why don't you tell us your favorite part of uh, well, the movie with him? I, I, I've, you know, there's... I aspire to be a movie maker at one point, and I always would tell myself in the back of my mind... If Bobcat Goldthwait can be a success and make it in Hollywood, <laughs> I can make it and and make a name for myself. And so I've always so I've, have I seen a movie you've been in? I've always held that in the back of my mind of if he could make it, yeah. I can make it. I've never liked him. I found him annoying. He was actually not annoying in this. He was he was not in it too much, mm-hmm. and his character does have an, a happy ending for yeah. me. Anyway, I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed watching what happened to his character. But um, so hold on, who did he? He, he play? doesn't. He doesn't make it to take the antidote at the end. Let's just put it that way. He uh, he's the sock sock head, puppet sock puppet. <laughs> mutant or yeah. freak i guess i don't it's, know if freak is the right term yeah. would he be able to eat a macaroon I don't know. <laughs> there is a delightful scene where they okay so instead of a head he's got a sock puppet yeah. hand he's got uh, a regular human body but a sock puppet head yeah, yeah and they're you know they're performing all the freaks are performing for the audience and it's his turn and somehow the sock gets knocked off of his his um, body and the crowd you know utters utter horror they realize that there's just a hand underneath the sock that it's not really you know it's a frog a, a head or something it's a hand and it's like he's and it's a great joke because he's it's like you know they're disappointed like yeah. they, it, it's all a it's fakery or something start pelting and him with that was fun vegetables yeah but um yeah i mean it, it was it was good he, he was fine. He wasn't in it too much. And yeah. Now, for people who don't know who Bobcat is, can somebody do an impression? If you hear the voice, you will immediately know who this guy is. 
Is he on the Police Academy movies? He is the Police Academy yeah. movies, yeah. He's the one who talks and then... Yeah, like, it's like... Yeah. Yeah, he's always... I was... Yeah, that was that's really good, good, actually. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. He's well, my, that guy. I changed my name from Goldbait to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Not my favorite, but... Uh, uh, and then... What about Randy Quaid? Oh, okay, so... Randy Quaid. Is it me, or does Randy Quaid pretty much play the same person? I believe he's playing himself. Yeah, he's. I agree with that. I kept thinking of the joke. He didn't. He made this movie and didn't realize he was acting. Right. Right. Um, And you could probably say that about any movie that he's been in. Yeah. Um, He is playing Randy Quaid Mm -hmm. with different makeup. He was definitely sunburned or you know had yeah, red face or fake, something fake tan something it's fake yeah. tan yeah uh in this movie but uh what a delight yeah and i kept thinking to myself you know he if i had to compare dennis quaid's i you know this is just off the top of my head how many great <laughs> movies his brother dennis quaid has yeah. been in and try and name those number of movies and name the n- number of movies that randy quaid has been in i would Randy Quaid would win, right? Yeah. Like, and yet you think, well, Dennis Quaid's the bigger star, right? Right, but he's Randy a... Quaid, man, he's he's great in this. He's he's. I think his look is one of the coolest looks that of all the movies he's in. Like, Probably. I really like. Yeah, it. I would agree with you. Yeah, uh, you know, Independence Day always stands out. Yeah. Um, Kingpin, uh, the vacation movies. That's right, the vacation movies. Uh, the was yeah. he in Kingpin? Right. Am I thinking of right? I don't even remember. I'm thinking of a bowling movie. Yeah. 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 No, the great, isn't it Ian, the great Lebowski? Uh, I'm totally embarrassing myself. John Goodman and Steve Buscemi are in that one. No, I'm trying to think of, who am I thinking? It's Kingpin, right? Yeah, it's gotta be Kingpin. I think it's Kingpin. I I think it's Kingpin. Uh, Anyway, he, uh, he's great. Uh, So funny. So, uh, just sincere in his delivery. Yep. Uh, he's, yeah, and he's kind of the heart of this movie, I would say. Yeah. Alex Winter was, so my wife loves the Lost Boys. Uh-huh. She loves the Lost Boys. Um, and so we get to watch it on a regular basis, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, most most of us know Alex Winter from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And she that knows would be him his, from Lost Boys. And that would be yeah. his uh, biggest, yeah, title. But those are the his two main things right yep. that you know him from uh i kept whenever i would hear him talk i kept thinking <laughs> he's playing nicholas cage how much he's his <laughs> voice sounded like nicholas cage and his like expressions and, yeah well before he becomes a freak right yeah. for sure um but yeah he, he sounds like he's got this and i never realized that before maybe it's because he's just doing a completely different character in in the other two does he have lines in. in the lost boys I feel like he just kind of laughs and cheers. Yeah, I feel like he's probably got a handful of lines, but he's got more FaceTime than than dialogue in that movie. And then in Bill and Ted's, he's like the doof, like the surfer dude. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, the the idiot one? He's the dumb one in Bill and Ted's? Ted's. (laughs) He's the dumb one in Ted. Is a smart one? (laughs) He's the dumb one and Ted is the stupid one. Is that how it goes? Or or maybe it's vice versa. (laughs) 
but he's he's great in this. Uh, maybe someone wants to. This will be a good segue into the makeup and special effects oh, yeah. and talking about Alex Winters. Um, he was playing Nicolas Cage. Like I, he was trying to like a Nicolas Cage Jack Nicholson mashup. I was yeah. to say if you were to combine Nicolas Cage and Two Face from the Batman series, oh, yeah. that's what Alex Winter was for most of this movie. Yeah, yeah. he gets turned into a freak. Uh, but they only put uh, Scuggs, Elijah Scuggs, that's Randy Quaid, puts the goo only on half of him. So half of his face is normal and the other half is, is like this really hideous uh, monster thing. I mean, and it's got like a like, gremlin, like a gremlin. Yeah, it's, it's almost thing. like a half wing coming out of his yeah, shoulder or yeah. like a yeah, big hunchback or something. Right. And and there's lots of pus and stuff squirting out of like these Orifices. So it's, orifices. Yeah. it's very well done. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very good prosthetic, prosthetic thing. Yeah, I mean the blending into his face was great. Yeah, I, I kept looking, thinking, how did they do that? And, and where is his mouth versus where does it end to right. the real to the fake stuff? And trying to determine how that worked. I yeah, I felt bad for him because. Oh, it's it, got to it, be so not look comfortable. I kept looking at his mouth, and it only closed about like sixty percent. His yeah. mouth was always sort of open, and you could see his tongue, yeah. like mouthing around, like moving around all the time, like it just trying to escape the and mask, he's drooling like crazy. <laughs> he yeah. is, yeah. And there were some words he just could not say because he couldn't shut his lips together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, funny. and you could tell they. <laughs> They dubbed over a lot of almost it. all of yeah. those lines because otherwise it, it didn't sound really like a guy it. at yeah. the dentist, right? Yeah, yeah. and the dentist asks you a question. So, this just came to me. You know how so there was the Brooke Shields inside joke. Yeah. So Alex Winter's kind of channeling Nicolas Cage and Jack Nicholson. So do uh-huh. you think when they mention Christian Slater, that that's kind of an inside joke? Because Christian Slater, I think they always <laughs> thought he's kind of little Jack Nicholson ish. Yeah. He was trying to go for. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there was an inside joke there because they've all, they probably run in the same circles. And yeah. Let's, I mean, and, and that's not. Christian Slater was huge at the, at the time. That was shortly, I mean, it was like, a couple of years after Prince of Thieves, probably. Gleam in the Cube. Yes, Prince and, of yeah, Thieves Gleam was in like 91. Yeah. I forgot before we move on from yeah. the cast. Um, well, I'll save the best for last, but William Sadler. Yes. Uh, from, you know, from Shawshank Redemption, uh, yeah. Green Mile, Die Hard 2. Um, he also played, uh, was it, uh, yeah, death. the Grim From, Reaper, death, yeah, the Grim Reaper. Yeah. In Bill and Ted's bogus journey. He was in this and, uh, he's kind of the villain. The he the C- he's the CEO. He's the CEO. Of he's the CEO yeah. And then what was his code name? The, the laughing, laughing man. man. Laughing man. Yeah. He's always good. Good character actor. Um, strong. Jaw. Strong, strong jaw. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's just quickly go over a couple of the other actors because I mean some other big characters are Ernie and Julie. Um, Ernie played by Michael Stoyanov, who um, when you see him, you you know you recognize him. Uh, I think he was like the the brother on Blossom. That's what I remember him as mostly. I never watched Blossom, but I recognized him a lot, and when I looked up his cred- credits, I I realized that it was probably from. The Dark Knight, and I'm okay. trying to remember where yeah, I, I saw know. him in there, but he, I mean, it's a big cast, but. And then uh, Julie. He was Batman, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Julie was played by Megan Ward, who uh, is in Encino Man. Uh, she has been on, like, 
she's on general hospital i think even currently but i don't watch general hospital yeah so I don't no know. one's believing that right she's like <laughs> i've heard <laughs> i i heard she didn't die in the last year i um she was uh she's been of, in a coma <laughs> like a lot of characters or a lot of the people in this film both uh, behind the camera and in front of the camera, a lot of people have done a ton of TV. And so she's one of them who's done like single episode guest appearances on like every TV show. Um, well, I think the other one we should mention is Keanu Reeves is in the movie. Wait, Keanu was in this movie? Wait, Keanu what? <laughs> I never saw him and his name was not in the he credits. Not credited, what? <laughs> He's in full Wolfman makeup. Yep. And. And if Ben had not pointed out that it's him, you you wouldn't really know. But that when he says oh, this is Count Reeves, then you're like, oh, I can hear him. I yeah, can hear yeah. his voice. Yeah, and you can see the shape it, of his head. Yeah, his name was Ortiz, the Dog Man, and he was speaking with a Spanish accent. And the Spanish accent <laughs> that he was learning, like that he was trying to do, was uh, early in the film that we meet this guy. Uh, I don't remember what his real name is, but they call him Juan Valdez. Oh, George Ramirez. George, George Ramirez. Ramirez. Yeah, yes. thank you. Uh, the so first funny. George Ramirez who comes in, uh, he was cons- he was trying to do his accent basically through the whole thing. So it's Keanu Reeves doing a not so great Spanish it's like accent. Keanu Reeves doing an impression of somebody doing an impression. That's of Spanish. right, basically. <laughs> so. Juan Valdez, that's like a coffee commercial joke, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so there was a lot of things that I think if like younger people watched right. now, they totally wouldn't get. Yeah, there was a lot of pop culture '90s oh, and stuff. Like the Pan Am jet. I was like, was Pan Am still around? Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How much did Keanu Reeves make for being in this movie? Uh, I've heard he made a million dollars. Wow. So, by all reports, most of the money went to the special effects, and Keanu got a million. So. I mean, most people kind of didn't work for a lot of money on this movie. I if think you, it's... If you were in practical effects, is this like a dream job to be on this so, movie? Uh, I would say that it, it's the kind of job that you would love to work on because um, they really did have the budget for good effects. Like, the the there are some monsters at the end uh, where they turn fully into these freak monsters and they're like, seven and a half feet tall and they're real crazy they look like um like skateboard stickers from the mm-hmm. from the 90s the right where like the wind is blowing in their face and their, and their cheeks are like three are feet behind out. them yeah. and, and their eyeballs are sticking way out in front of them and and stuff but they they move around like they have animatronics in them their lips are all kind of moving as best they can they're and, like goro level yeah there were I mean, lots of good. different freaks in this movie before yep. even those oh, that's characters true. at the end. What were some of the freaks, the different characters? The Frogman was probably the most expensive. That was hilarious. <laughs> and then there was the, I don't know. The hammer the, was... Was it the worm? <laughs> the was he the, the worm, worm was really the impressive, worm. actually. Yeah. And then there was a nose guy. Nosy, yeah. yeah. The, the, the pinhead. The cowboy. Pinhead pinhead whatever. The cowboy. Yeah. Who was, was a cow. Yeah, with cutters yeah. and... Uh, yeah, nosy he was just like, like his man. whole face was a gigantic nose. The yeah. guy who was constantly farting. Yeah, the oh, eternal flame. Like, yeah, with the, with the eternal flame. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you guys recognize flame. him? Uh, I don't remember his name. I didn't put it down on here, but he's the guy from the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, there's the two guys. Johnny Depp. 
No, there's the skinny guy and the they're pirates. They're the bad guy pirates. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the short, bald one with the tall, skinny one with the oh, wooden yeah, yeah, eye. Yeah. Yeah. He's the short, bald one. Oh, okay. It's yeah. the same, okay. same guy. He did seem a little familiar. He, didn't He's you been in the a flames? ton of things. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the frogman. Yeah. The... <laughs> so, everyone else, like, great makeup and stuff. I mean, the the eternal flame it's just a guy and they hooked up a flamethrower flame thing on hold it. on though there's the toad the, oh the oh, toad yeah, the and toad. the frogman that's yeah. right two yeah. different guys uh the frogman is a man in like full scuba gear who speaks french <laughs> <laughs> that's the mutant <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> yeah there was some funny thing i mean like for the freak show that nose guy yeah he actually dressed up in a gorilla costume yeah. and dances. Some reason. Like, and then, to do with his and then flips nose. out and destroys head. all the stuff. Yeah. So you don't even see his big nose because he's wearing like a Bigfoot costume. <laughs> well, I liked how they had like an insert of a reference to the Hollywood Squares like yeah. to introduce all of them too. Right. And we kind of meet um, Keanu Reeves' character at the beginning too where he's the host. He's of, the host, yeah. And it's just, you know, it's a quick... <laughs> It was a creative way to introduce all the characters yes. without being like, like let's just go on an expedition rant yeah. for a minute. Yeah, and then they make fun of the Hollywood Squares at the same time. Like, let's do the center square. Like, why would you do that? And it's not funny. And, well, and the center know. square is what? Just a skeleton? It was Paul Lind, who was yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. But he's so funny, is what they said. It was so great. It was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is that kid it's like who's paul lind which kid uh, oh was that a redhead kid the, the troll the troll so he has not been in a lot of things i mean this is one of his few credits uh as far as acting goes he looks like the kid from with the mad magazine yeah he does. he does yeah so his his name the actor's name is um alex zuckerman he is his character's name is stewie gluck um, I thought he was kind of hilarious. He was like in what they Hook did with and him. in Blank Check, but I, I don't know uh, who he was in those. He's, so favorite, he's a lost boy. I my know. favorite scene yeah. of the whole movie, and I know it, is when the airplane's door gets opened up in the beginning, and he flies out. Gets sucked out. He gets sucked and out, it, and the old and man. And then an the old man in a wheelchair gets sucked out. You see the and kid, then the, like, then the flight attendant just calmly walks up and closes the door. <laughs> The, and this kid, like, suppose it, like he falls and hits the ground. He gets thrown out of multiple windows. Well, it's funny because <laughs> they show it. the they show the farm, and there's this gigantic haystack haystack, haystack yeah. there, yeah. and you hear him falling, and he falls beside it instead yeah. of on it. <laughs> well, and then he stands up. He's like, "Hey, I'm okay." And then his book hits him on the head. <laughs> and uh, there was just. Humor like that that actually got me. And like the plane just like blowing up. They see the yeah. plane going down. And, oh, good thing we weren't on that plane. Yeah. You know? So it, that was very reminiscent of me too. Like airplane. Right. Um, top secret. Yeah. Top secret. Uh, yes, naked right. gun movies. Hot shots. Hot yeah. shots. Those very, very farcical um, satires. Mm-hmm. It had that. It, it reminded me a lot of UHF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, I do feel like there was no one in the writing room or in the director's chair or producer's chairs that said no. Yeah. And well, you know, they got fired up when they're like, okay, can we maybe have a million? He's like, one million? I'll give you 12 million. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, oh, man. So they 
asked for one million and they said, "Oh no, here's twelve. Yeah, that's what you that's said. That's basically yeah. that's basically what happened. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and the the guy, the executive from Fox, was like super excited about it. He thought it was going to be huge. What were some of the other? Do you know what the other movies that led to his demise? Uh, I don't remember. Um, Battlefield Earth. He grinned. He greenlit that like ten years in advance. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know yeah. what they were. I could. I, I know that the the guy who took over for him, uh, I mean, he did things like Titanic and Avatar. So he was yeah. a little bit more. <laughs> What's that Tom Cruise one with the future crimes? Is that Minority Report? Yeah, Minority, minority Report. So yeah. they Minority reported him because he's like, we're going to make Battlefield Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, this. Also, you know, kind of a warning sign about a movie sometimes is uh, when one person does, like, tons of jobs on mm-hmm. the, in the making of the film, you know? So, like, Alex Winter, he's the star of the movie. He also wrote it and directed it. Um, he did have help with the writing and directing. Like, his partners were helping him with it. But, you know, it's like, this was just like... Uh, it feels like a high school kind of they're just so excited about making it and they just can't believe they're doing it and everything that comes to mind they're going to go ahead and throw it in there because this is so awesome guys yeah <laughs> yeah well, i feel like there was a lot of wouldn't it be funny if yeah exactly and then you I have thought the you were money gonna... to carry through with it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, guys, wouldn't it be hilarious if we did this? But we only have a budget of $1 million. Wait, oh, no, wait. we don't. They're <laughs> <laughs> making it rain. <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought you were going to say, like, it's a it's a red flag warning sign when you have an epi- epileptic seizure oh, watching the opening credits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the movie. Maybe we should talk about the opening credits. Yeah. A lot so, of claymation. Yep. A lot of flashing lights. <laughs> It Lots was very '90s MTV. Yeah, though, it really for sure. Like very it. '90s rock. Mm-hmm. It was made by the same person who was kind of really popular at the time. Uh, I don't have their name here, but they did the um, claymation for the um, Sledgehammer video. Uh, what's his name? Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel Sledgehammer. You know, it was the same, exactly the same kind of thing. The face falling apart and then turning into other things and just constantly moving and. And things like yeah. 90s MTV, modern day Nickelodeon. It's kind of what we're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did this movie make you uh, nostalgic for the 90s, or I don't know, sentimental? I don't know. For I was 90s? looking at their fashion. That's what I was thinking. The... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Particularly right. before they all turn into freaks. Right. Exactly. But like, I was noticing Julie's like oversized T-shirt that yeah. had the rolled up sleeves. Yeah. Like it's a short sleeve shirt to begin with. Right. So when he's in the meeting with his entourage, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about that. He, uh, Alex Winters, so what was it, Ricky, Ricky Coogan's sitting there, and there was that there was that '90s swing resurgence, like swing yes, dancing right. resurgence yeah, yeah. and zoot suits. But this predates that, I think. Yeah, but yeah, he's wearing bit, he's yeah. wearing like that double breasted type yes. zoot suit jacket, but just a vest. There's no <laughs> yes, shirt underneath no shirt. his waistcoat, yeah. right? It's just that in the vest. And his entourage is, is it's again, it's like, the, there's no, there's, there's no, 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 wrong, no wrong answer, guys, yeah. for this for this entourage. There's a man in a turban with a samurai sword. Yeah. There's an Asian man in like a, like a wrestling, like a wrestling singlet. Wrestling, yeah. And, 
uh, and a woman in like, like a almost like Victorian garb, almost right, yeah. like a big like a Kentucky Derby sun hat. I mean, and yeah. he's that's the first time you see him, and his hair is very. Um, very stylish. Like his but name it's should be Vinny. So it yeah. looks well. All, it looks yeah, like really. he came out of he like he wouldn't have except for the no shirt part. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have been out of place in 1941 at like with the zoot suit guy. That's true. He had that kind of greaser 50s or yep. 40s hair, and then he opens his mouth, and you're like, okay, he's playing like a zoot suit Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> and oh man, so I was like that. None of the people in his entourage were 90s. They were just all crazy looking. Yeah. In whatever it's like yeah let's go over to like the costume shop and you guys just go crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah right just pick whatever so look you know i don't know if i've ever said it before but i love halloween and uh, <laughs> wait wait well, hold on breaking news <laughs> so we we collect costumes and costume accessories we have like big totes filled with different things and my wife who's great at throwing like parties and stuff she will get all of that stuff down and be like hey everybody just grab something and throw it on and so you're just reaching and you're grabbing like a feather boa and a pirate hat and uh, a vampire cloak and you put it on you know and that's basically what they were doing yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it wasn't until they left the meeting and they were on their way that it felt like like okay this is 90s and the music was generic 90s music i felt like but like yeah, so it didn't get any nostalgia for me. No. Yeah, because I didn't feel much nostalgia either. Yeah, freak shows, very nineties. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess I mean we don't have a lot to say about this. Uh, we could laugh at the jokes all day. Um, I want to know what do you guys? So I will tell you that it was my concern. Is I've had two concerns in bringing this movie because I brought this movie to us. Right, first is. I really didn't want to get, bring us a painful movie. After 1941 and Deck the Halls, I wanted something that was not going to be agonizing to get through, mm-hmm. A. And B, um, I love this movie a lot, and I was like, I don't know if it counts as a bad enough movie, but the fact that it only made $29,000, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, that's significant. And it really isn't a great movie, like, cinematically. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway... I want to know what you guys think. How do you feel? Here's my take. It definitely better than 1941. Okay. And Deck the Halls. I'm sorry, Bracken. <laughs> 1941 sucks. Um, <laughs> this movie... So, you know, one of our criteria is... Yeah. And why we typically avoid, like, airplane mm-hmm. hot shots. Well, they're not great movies. Right. But they know exactly what they are mm-hmm. going into it. And I kind of thought that's what this would be. But right. this is... They tried to do that and then just went way too far, yeah. right? To where, like, Airplane is funny. Right. Hot Shots is funny. Yeah. This was, like, the jokes just went too far yeah. in a lot of cases, right? So it was like, we were legitimately laughing along at places that are supposed to be funny. Right. So there were plenty of funny ha-ha laughs mm-hmm. where we were reacting to it. But it's different than a lot of the other ones where we watch, like, where we are laughing at Supergirl and just the absurdity of some of the things there, like her gardening eye beams and just weird (laughs) things like that. Like, (laughs) what is that, right? These we were just laughing at, just the absurdity of it more than anything. Right. So, 
I don't know. I'm curious to see what everybody else says before I weigh in. But, <laughs> <laughs> on, on like that's, where I, I land, because great. but yeah. I, I I think it does qualify. Is it does it? It is. It's bad. appropriate to land on our radar. Let me yeah, put it that okay. way. That's... It is. But it, it it knows what it is. Right. It it's it's a hairline right yeah. there. Racking. All right. Well, I'm not afraid to say what I think. <laughs> um, this is definitely not something that we've watched yet on in our pod, podcast. Right. This is something. This is new ground. Uh, I would say yes. I would say immediately that this is an exceptionally bad movie, and you shouldn't feel bad for picking it. And honestly, I'm surprised that you didn't mention it before. Uh, but I I understand your reservations with the comparisons to um, airplane and, and high um, parody. Uh, it's not parody, but satire. Satire. Thank right. you. That, that, that tone. Um, we, so this movie does get us a little slow. I would say for like three minutes, not very long for like three minutes. It's an hour and 20 minute movie. So it gets slow. And like for three minutes towards three quarters of the way through, and but throughout the entire thing, I would say I enjoyed it. Was still involved in the story, laughing. Uh, you know, it, it it was not painful to watch. Uh, I was honestly, there were several things that really surprised me. The the first thing was the opening credits. I mean, this is a 20th Century Fox movie, right? And. I was blown away that this was not like an independent. Uh, this was released from a studio. I right. Mean, I guess it was released. It was sort no, of released. Right. It's it got, wasn't even it's Fox got, Searchlight. It's it got twentieth Century Fox. Fox right. Yeah, fanfare logo at the beginning of this. Whether it was released theatrically or not, I mean, right. You could argue both cases, but that really surprised me. Um. I knew as soon as the credits were over and the very first scene, I knew that I was going to enjoy this movie. I could just tell uh, from some of the jokes and where it was going. (laughs) And I was just like, unless this takes a left turn and stops being what it is, I'm going to really enjoy this. So, and it it pretty much lived up to that. It, you know, like I said, it did get a little slow. It, some of the jokes, uh, I would say the first half of this movie is probably stronger mm-hmm. than the second half, Definitely. for sure. Yeah, um, I, it started to get to a point where I'm like, well, maybe I'm not enjoying this as much. But towards the end, there, it has a couple, several laughs that are really good, and it kind of stays strong towards the last five minutes of the movie. So I, I have to recommend it. It was it was fun. And knowing that there's people like Keanu Reeves that mm-hmm. aren't credited and just all these faces that I've seen in other things from Mr. T to Brooke Shields to Morgan, you know, Fairchild yeah. to whatever, it, it was really fun. So uh, I, I would recommend it. Nate? My turn? Okay. So I would say um, they definitely looked like they were having fun on set. Mm-hmm. Nobody, I don't think anyone dialed it in. Like, I think they took it seriously and had fun with it. Um, I did, well, you guys are thinking, I did think of a couple of scenes I just wanted to mention briefly that, that I thought were, really worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when all the freaks were doing their different things, 
Mr. T was doing like makeup and like, <laughs> it was like beauty, yeah. YouTube. Like beauty, beauty, YouTube. beauty advice yeah. where he's like, if you got this skin tone, you want to look for these colors. And it was, <laughs> and I mean, it's not very long, but it was, but it was, and he it worked. So well. And he, yeah. and, this is gold, I mean, he leans into it. it. Yeah. I mean, it, he is taking it. So, you know, he's taking his role seriously. It was, that was gold. Like if you could find that on YouTube, it's just, it's really funny. The other one that I, that worked for me is Alex Winter, his character like tricks the mailman into coming in. Oh, so they, they, oh, right. the, the <laughs> freaks are kept in an outhouse. So from the outside, it's an outhouse. It's like the TARDIS. It's like the TARDIS. Yeah. On the inside, it's this huge barn. Yeah. <laughs> like it has the Hollywood squares and all that stuff. <laughs> so, and it's, and there's an uh, emergency exit. Uh, everything's misspelled in the movie. Right. Uh, we, I don't know if we pointed that out. That was like, kind of the 90s. Um, thing or at least their 90s thing and so but the, the emergency exit's locked and on the outside it's just like a little twig it's like <laughs> holding kind of holding it in place so he tricks the mailman into coming in the milkman the mil- yeah. yeah what did i oh mailman yeah, yeah the milkman he <laughs> so he comes out and he's wearing a milkman he's you know he's like beat up the milkman and he's now he's wearing his clothes and he can't get into the milkman's truck and he can't get into a car um <laughs> and then he gets a then so there's this giant head of uh, one of my of, favorite films. Of Randy Quaid's character that, that, that circles around. And the eyeballs go missing from it. So these characters are like the Rastafari's. Yes. Yeah. Rastafarian <laughs> eyeballs they're, with machine guns. They're like three feet tall. And, they and their mouths guns. are the pupils. Yeah. 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 And they've got their Rastafarian, Rastafarian accent. And hats. And hats. And they're the security guards. <laughs> so they, <laughs> they chase him down. And while that's happening... Another milkman! Hey, Rick. Couldn't you come up with your own escape plan? You gotta be kidding me. A dozen milkmen? Isn't that a little unusual? Twelve milkmen is theoretically possible. Thirteen is silly. Looks like one milkman too many, Coogan. The other eight freaks or whatever all come out wearing milkman costumes <laughs> with, with the thing of milk. No, there, there's twelve of them. Oh, twelve, yeah. So, they're, so they all start fighting. Yeah. And Randy Quaid's character is looking out the window and he's like, that's a lot of milkmen for one route. No wonder they're fighting. And I, <laughs> there was that. And then the one mutant that doesn't get mentioned a lot is the hammer. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so when they're all telling their sob stories, his sob story is that Randy Quaid's character finds a wrench in the hardware store and now it's a hammer. And everyone's like, man, that's sad. And there's no narration. Yeah. There's yeah. no narration it's at all. Just, yeah. And yeah, everyone's like, oh, flashback. that's so sad. And they're like wiping tears. <laughs> So some of the stuff like that, like, it works for me really well. Yeah, he's also dressed. Yeah, the hammer is dressed as a milkman as well. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> so I and don't, I don't know if you all... was holding him. But I think it was Mr. Yeah. T. Mr. T was holding yeah. him, and he's and the hammer has like little fake arms. <laughs> I don't know if you all. Caught... I'm still getting over the on the unique sound of a star from Cup falling. Right. How Hears that because they they're like super loud and they're trying to be sneaky. They turn on the machine they, and it starts. They tip a styrofoam <laughs> cup off a table and it falls and hits the ground. And of course he's like, he's like styrofoam, styrofoam. <laughs> and that brings him into. And they already have to scramble out of the room. Yeah. And anyway, that's just funny. so there's stuff in there, great stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I get what you're saying with the should I show this? Is it bad enough? Right. And. I say it's like it's a real, it's a real close thing that I feel like with my science project mm-hmm. that we were ultimately like, it's kind of a, that one we thought was exceptionally average. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas I would definitely recommend this movie. Like yeah. I would say if 
I would say it's exceptionally bad because I definitely would recommend you watch it. But I just I'm still on the fence of if it's bad enough right. to be. I'm super glad we watched it, especially after Deck the Halls. Yeah. Like, that crushed my soul. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. But, uh, and so, but yeah, so no, I definitely would highly recommend this if you can find it. Mm-hmm. That's, and actually, that was, the, that was my one fear coming in that I mentioned to my wife. I was like, what if we love this movie, yeah. but no one can watch this movie? Yeah. yeah. So I, I read rent it, it from Ben for <laughs> $50 a night. I read a recent interview with uh, Alex Winter, and he said that now that Disney owns Fox, he is his people, and he are trying to convince Disney to reach back in the um, in, in the, the Fox archives, Disney vault in the, in the no in the Fox. <laughs> So he's a, back he, in the he's a Disney Fox princess. Yeah. No, but Julie is. Right. Brooke Shields' character is a Disney princess. Mr. And, T is. And they want to see if they... Oh, yes! <laughs> That's right, Mr. T. They want to, he's trying to convince them to, you know, stream it. So hopefully in the future, in the near future, we'll, it'll be something that we'll be able to see on Hulu or something. Well, hopefully someone can find that negative. Yeah. Well, I oh, and the other thing is that uh, the copy that exists, the copy we saw is a DVD, and that's the highest quality copy that exists. It is on Blu-ray, but it's DVD quality. Um, and so he's hoping that they'll re- do a 4K. remaster it. Yeah, yeah, do a 4K remaster it and, and stuff. I didn't so, think it was bad. No. I mean, yeah. definitely not, no, no, definitely it not HD, great, but, right? it, but yeah, it, it, it looked great. I mean, it's, some movies even on DVD look terrible. Mm-hmm. This one. Looked, yeah. This idea of the film, you know, like, Going uh-huh. into the garbage yeah. reminds me of the logo, the initial logo, where uh, for, for us. exceptionally bad, yeah. where the hand is holding up the film it's reel the, from the toxic waste. It it's, is it's the freak BMA award. Yeah, that's it's the big guild of Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, it's saving it. Mm-hmm. It's just like that. That's, yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know where I stand. I brought this movie because I love it. Twenty-year-old me loved it. Twenty-ish. Year old me loved it. <laughs> Thirty-five. <laughs> I still love it. It's so fun. Some of my favorite parts are the Rastafari. They, oh, I man. just every time they show up, I cannot so, stop. And then how they got like, rid of them? Well, I also like how yeah, they, they, just, they yeah, were coming they at him, and he picks up dirt, <laughs> dirt throws at him. They're, well, they're just an eyeball with arms. <laughs> first, you see the eyeballs, and then like the the next joke is like a later scene where you see the reverse shot. Where you see behind their, yeah, their eyes. And there's and optic they can see nerves sticking out. All the, all the optic eyes. nerves, and you're just like, this is so funny. And the optic nerves are dreadlocks, I think. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah I don't know, but it was Oh, yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. Um, so I I love this. And I'll tell you this that um, I do, you know, as I said, I have the concern about is it bad enough? But the truth is that you can read all over this movie like we have talked about, that they were just so excited to spend mm. all this money and make this movie well, that they kind of just did everything. It, it is bad, even though there's uh, a lot of jokes and self-awareness. Yeah. The the making of the movie, like, they weren't trying to make a bad movie. They were trying to make an awesome movie, you know, yeah. and just throw everything in, and they kind of didn't edit themselves enough. And, um, and so I think in that way, they went overboard into badness. Which then flipped over into exceptionally bad, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But and so I do, I do feel like it's bad because it's not too self-aware or, or self-aware in the way that you know 
airplane and stuff are. Yeah. It's it's like they were kind of going for that, but <laughs> went past it into... Yeah. I mean, this did have Richard III's soliloquy. It did. <laughs> it did. And everyone is, this, starts crying. The, the special effects, the practical effects are yeah. really well done. Like, uh-huh. really well done, especially for the time. Uh, they went in all the way, and... I, I think that just supports your point. Yeah. 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 So that that's really where I, uh-huh. I was going to end up was it, but it's a razor's edge. Yeah, for it me. is. Um, Absolutely. Cause it knew what it was. It knew it was kind of going for a garbage comedy, mm-hmm. like way over it was the top goofy from the beginning. Yeah. But I think they did. They, yeah. they overshot their mark a little right. bit into <laughs> our territory. Right. <laughs> Welcome so, home. So I had a lot of fun with it. It was refreshing after the last two just soul-crushing movies. So (laughs) I I had a lot of fun with this. And, you know, I laughed at the places where I was expected to laugh. But I also laughed at a lot of places where just out of the absurdity. And I was like, what on earth were those writers (laughs) thinking? Or like, how did this make it into the movie? So, yes, it's exceptionally bad for me. Just barely. Awesome. I I just thought of a, a... plot point i wanted to talk about so we mentioned that there was uh, an antidote oh right (laughs) right and so they're trying to make a special (laughs) formula because they know that the plan is to turn ricky into a totally like the most evil super beast beast, and he's going to kill all of the other mutants so they sneak into the laboratory and worm because he's really smart um helps them make a formula that will still turn him into a monster, but it will keep him like aware of who he is and not turn into an evil monster. He'll be a good monster. Do you remember how complex is like, this is really complex. Yeah. And it shows a screen and it's like the character select screen on street Fighter two. Right. It's like pick a mutant. And, <laughs> and anyway, things happen. Oh, the styrofoam cup thing happens and Scuggs is coming back. So they all scramble out and the tunnel that they dug is collapsing and so Ricky scrambles out, and he doesn't get the, like he leaves the formula. He kind of loses it, right? He loses it, yep. and he can't doesn't have time to get it. And so he's the last one back, and they're like, "Yay, we did it!" And he says, "I got bad news. I lost the formula back at the thing." But and then they I pelt, found this they, bag they, of macaroons. But they <laughs> pelt him with vegetables. Oh yeah, they yeah. throw vegetables at him. And, and he's two seconds later, he's like, "But I found this bag of macaroons." And they all cheer. And there's like party favors. Yeah, <laughs> and Yara all of a sudden. And uh, Worm says, "I hate macaroons." You know. And so then the next scene, they're all like passed out, having eaten these macaroons and yeah. stuff. At the very end, near the very end, we find out. Skuggs says, you'll never get the antidote. And then he's like, I baked him into a time release formula into a batch of macaroons. And so then everybody gets cured. Um, and they all show up on Brooke Shields' show as their, like, cured selves, right? And then Worm comes in, and he's as still worm. a worm because he didn't eat them. Because he didn't like macaroons. macaroons. Anyway, I just think that that's awesome. <laughs> Oh. Was the hammer in there? Was it a wrench oh, again? You know I, I didn't know. even notice. I didn't even the look. Anyway, so that's uh, that's our show for today. And I hope that you can find a copy of this because I really think that it's you will enjoy it. Um, Do you want to start a new hashtag like a 
bring Freak back? Oh, oh yeah, I guess he's could, already starting. Yeah, he's so, starting. Okay, we could not. start a, a, what do you call it? A crowdsourcing free freaked. Yes. Yeah, right. Free, 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 free the freak. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of social media, uh, if you have, uh, if you want to follow us, follow us on Instagram at exceptionally bad. Also on Twitter, exceptionally bad, but without the first e. Where else? How can you go to our website, exceptionallybad.com? You can email us at the guys at exceptionallybad.com. Yeah. And my home address is. (laughs) (laughs) You could uh, send us a message. You could leave us a review on on your podcasting uh, source of. Yeah. your preferred podcasting source wow that took that was hard for me and if you, if you <laughs> so like us please don't and, judge us based on that if you like us and want to listen and a good recommend us to your friends that's right great well all right that's it for this week thanks everybody thanks, thanks for listening everyone. get freaky bad movies with your friends bad movies with your friends oh Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post?